Hey, this is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man, the only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man. To another episode of Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy and I'm Phil Vecchio. So, so you it's hot enough for you yet? You it's sweating? It's sweating. I went out like in the backyard for a bit today, post vacation, to just check out the lay of the land. Oh, one of your sprinklers, I think, is broken. Oh no, which one? The one in the front by your trash cans. It was just like gushing water. Like it's not actually spraying. When did you like? Was it going in the middle of the day? In the middle of the night. Like it was like late huh. when I was drinking the mail. I, I I didn't think it was like like it's not like just running all the time. Right. Yeah. But when it's on, it just kind of like huh. gushes. And because like there's like it was just it wasn't really spraying. It was just like I right, have to check it out. And um, they do. They're plastic. Like the insert parts is plastic, so I have to replace them every once in a while. Well, I think that one. Well, thank you. I forgot to tell you. I was going to call you and it was like one in the morning. I was like, I don't think he has service anyways. And also, what am I, I going to do about it? I don't think that's a phone call you want to get in your vacation. Well, at least it's not like leaking during the day. It's well, just, it wasn't, you know, it was just so that's good. I just wanted, I, I made sure because it came back during the day and it was off. Yeah. So, because I want to make sure he didn't another, have like a hose uh, yeah. situation. Well, because yeah. at first I was like, so this was like on like, the third or fourth day where I got your mail, and I'm like, wait, was this on the other, other time I got the mail? And I was like, I can't remember. Well, because they come on at, like, midnight. Yeah. Because it's better to do it at night, you know. Because yeah. the trees have to get some water. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just kind of gushing all yeah, over the place. Right. We'll have to look at it. It's, and all over your driveway. They're like a $5 replacement part, so it's not, like, a big stress. But, you know, I don't always know because it goes in the middle of the night, so sometimes I don't notice it for a little while. Well, I'm supposed to like check them every once in a while, but you know, check that one. I'll check that one. Thank you, thank you. So, any other exciting things happen on your vacation? Well, I talked time? a lot about it on the last one. I won't belabor the point, but one uh, little information: um, the uh, the last time we did vacation, last time we went uh, to New Orleans and we ate a ton of food. We gained, I gained 12 pounds on that trip, <laughs> which was a rough trip. Have you weighed yourself on this I one? I did weigh myself from this one. I did gain some weight. Yeah, but you've been mostly eating, like, camp food. Yeah, but, but Janelle's, Janelle's camp, camp food, food is, like, delicious. Let me give you a rundown of some of the things food. we had. Well, that garlic bread that she makes. Yeah, where it's is, just soaked like in butter and cheese. Cheese and butter. And then you got the... Did pita she make, pizzas. The pita pizzas are great. Did she make the French, French toast? French toast, where it's... Hawaiian bread, of course, soaked in egg, and then with powdered sugar, whipped cream, strawberries, and syrup. <laughs> yeah. Um, for desserts, we had we did like our. Have we done like fancy s'mores with you yet? I think so maybe. Where basically it's s'mores, oh, but yeah. instead of just chocolate, we get Rolos, Snickers, Kit Kats, white chocolate, and like you just pick whatever candies you want. Put that with the s'mores. Then she did a new one this time. Oh, she did Twinkie. Uh, strawberry shortcakes where you roast Twinkies over the fire and then she makes strawberry shortcakes with them. That's, That's amazing. Sounds good. But like the, the 
winner for this one for desserts was she did she got this on Pinterest and you take like a waffle cone and you put a layer of marshmallow like mini marshmallows inside then you put like scoops of brown sugar and then you pick whatever kind of candies you want so like I pick Rolos and I stuff the top with Rolos then you wrap it in tin foil and heat it over the fire so that the the um, marshmallow and the sugar caramelizes and melts and then the chocolate flows into it and then you just have a cone of like <laughs> caramelized sugar chocolate. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so that's camping food for us, you know. It's 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 not health food. Um so I gained I did gain some weight. But the difference is on this trip, you know, we were hiking, we went swimming, we did all kinds of you know, even just camping you're setting up tents and stuff. So it balanced out a little bit. Do you have any highlights of, like, road stop places? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably my my favorite. We did, like, the drive-through tree. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. So is that, like, we were trying... It looked like there was, like, a line. Yeah. How long did it wait? It was about ten minutes when we were there. Like, you had to pay... Because you had to pay to go through it. Okay. It's five bucks. From who? Like... They're just the people that own the property. I thought it's not like on the... I thought it was in the, like, National Park. Oh, no, no. This... The magic of this place is that the National Park is beautiful, all these preserved ancient forests, and it has the highest concentration of kitschy roadside stops of (laughs) anywhere in our country. Every single corner. Like, even, like, throughout, like, because the the National Park kind of, the road weaves in and out of it, so there's, like, stops even throughout there where you've got drive-through trees, you have the chimney tree. You used to have the Hobbit thing there, which is mm-hmm. right by there. There's like tree houses where the trees hollowed out and you can walk inside, but it's still alive. There's um, there's the one log house where there's a whole tree house built out of one log. You've got like the immortal tree, the grandfather tree, the eternal tree, the ancient tree. All of them <laughs> different. Like ones that have stories or whatever, and they have a whole little like you know gift shop and stuff. We stopped at all of these, all of them. They got Bigfoot stuff. They've got, um... So are your kids believers now? Oh, no. Actually, I'm the only one... The big, by the time we got to the Bigfoot one, Janelle's like, just go. We'll stay in the car. Like, Do I'm they done. believe in Bigfoot? No, 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 no. They're very, like, scientific about stuff. They're like, that's not real, right? I'm like, well, probably not, you know. But Bigfoot could be real. It could be, but it's probably not. Think about how big that forest is. Yeah, think about how there's no evidence for it. Well... You should talk to Mike. I know Mike is a believer. Mike is whatever. I love that stuff though. There's um we also went to uh this place called Confusion Hill, which has um you know, like Haunted Shack at Knott'sbury Farm, like that kind of thing, the optical illusion thing. Plus they had this train ride, which was the coolest train ride I've ever been on, where it's like like through the redwoods, but it's up on this hill and it's a little like it's almost like a carnival sized train. But it's like the switchbacks up the mountain, so it goes. It could go forward or back. So it goes, and they click it, and it goes back and forth all the way at the top of this mountain. And then you do a little tour, and the guy that did it was probably like eighty years old. He could barely walk in there, and he just had like these horrible puns, and like all the like old like signs have been there since like it was built in the fifties. I mean, this is like right out of like the roadside era, like pop Americana. This is like, yeah, it's my dream. I love this stuff. Cheesy so jokes. Do you? So you're one of the people that act, do you actually go to Peggy Sue's diner when you're driving out there, like on the 15? I've not stopped at Peggy that's Sue's like diner. That's like the Which ultimate. Someone where there's like road signs for like hundreds of miles. Oh, and then it's in like the middle of this little town. I don't know if I've stopped at that. I, I like that kind of thing. I don't. It depends on the context. My favorite place. Going out there, I mean, you got the baker thermometer, oh, right, right, I've done and that. then you've and also an got alien the alien, alien the alien yeah. beef jerky place. Yeah. 
I don't know if I've been to Peggy Sue's, but I, I love that kind of thing. Janelle makes fun of me. Wall, says, the, like, would you ever go to Wall Drug, like, on the way, like, on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get free free water? Janelle says that I'm like Clark Whit Griswold in that regard because I love them and I eat them up. Like, any, like, if it's a cheesy roadside thing, I love it. So, we did a lot of those. A lot along the way. Even the restaurant we ate at was Pea Soup Anderson's. You know, you always see the signs yeah. for that for miles. That's great. That place is great. That's one. That's the, like, because the one in Carlsbad's gone. Yeah, there's just two. There's one now in Buellton, which is by, like, Solvang, and then this one up, like, kind of Of course the, it's Solvang. Solvang's well, that, like, that was the original yeah. one there. Because it, it's the Danish yeah. folk that do it. They got the windmill. The windmill is still there in Carlsbad, but now it's just, like, a gas station. Yeah, and then there's... It's by the flower fields there. Isn't there, like, a rest or something in there? Wasn't there? There's, like, a hotel there now. Yeah. But it's Well, not, there's always been a hotel. But it's not. There's, like, just a, yeah. their hotel restaurant, yeah. I think. It's not PC Bandits anymore because right. that was a big. That was like a, I remember we had our boys. We had our Cub Scout dinners there, and so that was a big deal. And I remember with, with you get a bunch of Cub Scouts, and there was an elevator. And every year we would break the elevator. <laughs> till I remember the last year they, we weren't allowed to use the elevator. <laughs> Ruined it. So yeah, there there was a lot of great that roadside things. Is oh amazing. PC was fantastic. They even gave me free refill because yeah. I got like a bread bowl, and they're like, "Can I top you off?" And I'm like, "Okay." It was great. So I love those kind of things. Just any, any, if it's cheesy, if it's the world's biggest something, I will stop and take a picture. I don't care what it is. I got, well, you know those little guys, the like, in the cheesy, like, southwestern art where it's like a little guy playing a flute and he's like bent over with a spiky hair? It's like a copy. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. We went to the world's largest one of that. I've How big the, was it? I don't know, like 30 feet so or I've something. I've seen some big ones of those. It, it was the world's largest, according to sign. I've been to the world's largest rocking chair and the world's second largest rocking chair, one of which was in, uh, like, Missouri, the largest one, and then the second largest one was up in Montana or Washington somewhere. And I've been to the world's largest dream catcher and the world's largest map of Route 66. Whoa. Which is, I think, the same place with the world's largest dream catcher. The largest dream catcher to catch a lot of dreams. A lot of dream catching. That's cool. So anyway, long story short, I gained six pounds on this trip. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Considering the food that we were eating, you know. Well, you're going to sweat it all out on your backpack. Now I'm on a backpack and I'll be back down again. They're like, my dad and brothers are going nuts. Like they're not, they don't even want to have sugar. They want to go like low carb on the backpack. And I'm That's like, a, you need energy. No, I know. They're going to only have, like, crackers. They're going to have, like, crackers. You but, like, need energy. They usually would bring, like, tang and powdered tea and, like, all, like, you know, stuff to put in your bottle. And they're, like, they're not. They're only going to have, like, tea bags. And I'm, like, I'm I'm bringing my own sugar. They're not even in the trail mix. They're not going to have chocolate. Like, you know, M&M's in the trail mix? They said no M&M's in the trail mix. You're eating nuts. That's carbs. Well, lower carb. But they no aren't sugar. they doing like no carbs? They're doing like low. They're trying to, on this. They're trying to. Cause Cause you like, can't do no carbs on a backpack. So you're you telling will die. me I'm I'm out there in the middle of nowhere and I have to eat nuts and no chocolate in it. That's the best part. <laughs> that and the fruit. So yeah, I'm bringing my own sugar. <laughs> I'm bringing tang. I can't backpack with no tang. You got. You can take away my showers. You can take away the toilet. But I need powdered tang. It's an essential part of. Camping. They, they took it to space. Of course I'm going to drink it. Plus it's delicious. And it's delicious. Alright. My grandparents were big on Tang. And it was one of those things where I remember 
coming home, and my mom's like, you're, no. Like, it was, because they had Tang and Kool-Aid, and I got home, and I was like, absolutely not. Right. You would I, drink your Diet Pepsi. I love Tang. I will make it, like, so thick. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, I just, like, like, you can slurp it. It's like, a, you can chew it. And then at the bottom. Oh, no, and I, like, scoop it out with my finger. And then that powdered nest tea also. I like to alternate those. It's good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of good stuff. Yeah, tell us about yours. I went to the Moreno Valley Mongolian Barbecue because um, you didn't get to talk about it, but I talked about it with Derek um, when we, we went, went to yeah. Big Walk. Which is really which good. I think Big Walk is my number one. It's now. great, right? Like, almost, like, Stir Fresh might be my number, but I don't know. Well, Mike's place... Did you get to go to that place? No, by we did way? not. We, that oh. was like a drive. We did not. Oh yeah, because you went to power. Yeah, because we were going. That's where we yeah. were going to stay. Is near there, yeah. but then uh, I wound up grabbing. Too bad. And get to go to yeah. Lucille's. So I think Lucille's might be my number one, but Big Walk in Rancho Cucamonga is definitely in my top yeah. two or probably top two. It was fantastic. It's so good. Service was great. So this place, nice food. This place coming off of that. Um, I think if I hadn't gone to Big Walk, this would be better, but it was just, I think it would give it a solid, like, B, B plus. Okay, okay. Um, it's good. Like, it's on, it's like Mad Wolf, kinda, but the weak point of it was the sauces. Like, the sauces, they have like, like, if you really, like, it was, you had to put a lot on to like get like a lot, like you had to really pile it on there to get the flavor. It just seemed like it was kinda weak. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Literally. Um, yeah. And they didn't really have any sweet options. Um, okay. And like, did it I, come know, with the bread put, pockets? They did not have bread pockets. They had like little wontons. All right. Well, But they something. were kind of like, I don't know. I love those And then they had like a, I know, the bread pockets are kind of an essential part of Mongolian barbecue. And I looked at the reviews and it seems like it's sometimes they have them and sometimes they huh. don't. They did have free refills on the drinks, which sometimes it, those places. This one had like refill your own. This place had like refill your own. Oh my gosh. Um, but it was also weird because the, um, so to make, to cook your food, it was like, so it's like a traditional like, like, like a Panda Express where there's like, you know, you go through the counter to like, you go up to the counter and you do all your ingredients on right. your own. And then you have to go behind the counter and like give them, there's like, you know, the little hole right, to the kitchen. Right. And you have to go back and you put it on the thing. Interesting. Which, but it was fine. Alright. It's set up for you to do that. Okay. It was just a little weird because at first I'm like, am I allowed to go back here? <laughs> and the guy's like, come on, come Is on. Is it all you can eat? It's all you can eat. How was the price points? Ten bucks. What was it at the other? Do we ever figure it out? I don't know. I feel like it was relatively it's like cheap. Ten bucks. Yeah. This, but they also had like a little bar with like fruit and little desserts. Okay. They had like little cream puffs that were pretty good. But I had, I ate a lot. I mean, it was good. And the service was really great. Do you remember those Chinese donuts at King's? What was that? King China? What was they that had, place? Oh, right? dude, the one where? Which one? The one right by Biola. Oh, that place. They had those the, donut things. Those donut things. I would just like eat fifty of those. I remember. I I got. I think I got food poisoning from there like more than once. But yeah, it was but so, good. so good. But he was like, you were almost guaranteed. Now, like, finally stopped going. Uh, she would not. I remember. Before. I remember towards the end, like you and I would go there. I remember I got my mom to take me there once. Was I think I got my China mom. King? I think I got my mom to take. Like I think I got my mom to take us once. Yeah, Steve would go there, and they would like try to shut him down. Yeah, they would eat so much. Steve, I remember that. Because it was like it was like seven dollars. Yeah, and it was just oh. like all you can eat. 
I don't because I think I would I would the the sushi you get the custard like the, yeah like vanilla like pudding <laughs> and I would put that I just remember I would eat the sushi at half the time I would get sick from it but it was like so like it was so good and load up there and then you know unload yeah and uh, yeah but the Mongolian barbecue was good all right and then. I look and it's like so it's like right off the sixty, yeah, right there in Moreno Valley, and there was like this, this is called it was called the Super Mall, it was something Super Mall. Okay, and I'm like this place looks really weird, and I kept looking at it, I'm like, what is that? Is that like a store? Because it looks like a big box store. Okay, and then I look and I'm like, I think that's an old Target, and it is. It's an old Target, and then they like, and then I went inside huh. not knowing what to expect. And it's a freaking mall, an old Target that they turned into a mall. Really? They put up little stores and stalls, individual That's storefronts. That's what Steve was talking about. Yes. Because okay. he, he talked about it one time, right? Right, right. It's, a, and it's inside an old Target. It's the weirdest thing. They turn the snack bar, the Target snack bar is a restaurant. Really? And, and then there's like, out. but there is nothing, it's, a, it's like all the stores, it's nothing you would buy. Like, what is it? It's like, Gangster clothes and <laughs> shoes and like hair products and right. like and and but then there's like there is some there is you would there you'd probably find some word because there's an awesome candy store has like all the Mexican okay. candy and and then there was like this in the very back I heard this noise and it was like a Mexican dancing class and it was huh. it wasn't the pointy shoes but it was like some kind of folk. Mexican okay. folk dancing, oh, and they the pointy were, shoes. but it was kind of like pointy shoes. Okay, but they had like the elaborate costumes. Right. So I'm like, what is that noise? And they were doing the dance, and the sound was their shoes, Stomp, like, huh. stomping around. Um, and then there's like just all kinds of weird stores. Huh. There was like a store that had like a bunch of lucha masks. There was like a rockabilly store that had like rockabilly t-shirts and then like but they were like it had some records and stuff huh. it was like all rockabilly um there was but then a lot of it was like hair product stores like random just stores of random crap just like random stuff there was a 99 cent store that was just like the weirdest <laughs> 99 cent store i'd ever I been in to see this and it, it the whole thing the whole thing's inside a target so one of these days we've got to go to the Mongolian barbecue All right. and go, go to, the weird mall. to the weird mall. It's so weird. It's a weird mall. It's very it. weird. And and everybody looked at me like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't belong You're here. You're not one of the denizens of the weird mall? No. Um and but there was and and again there was like it was like every store sold like the same it was like gangster shirts like huh. rap shirts and like one of them it was like a very enterprising gentleman it was all Muhammad Ali stuff <laughs> um jumped on that yeah just whatever that. trendy shirts huh. like and then like a lot of shoe places and there was a few the there was like five different salons it was just like a generic they just sold like Again, it was like out of the Target snack bar. Like, I don't think you'd want to eat there. <laughs> but I am really curious to see it, though. It's so weird. It's Love really it. weird. Like, they took... Like, I don't even know if this place is, like, on the level. Because <laughs> they, like, they took a Target. And, like, I guess you could divide it like into individual... like in there? <laughs> no, it's, like, individual shops. Like, I wonder how much it would... We could set up Phil and Brenda's... everything with food store? And it would be a glorious month. And then nobody <laughs> would come into it. Because again, it wouldn't fit, but it's probably, it can't be that expensive for these like stalls. Well, it's not a stall because it's like individual, like it's like a mall. Right. There's like mall stores. 
like, like storefronts in an old Target. That's where we do everything. There's still the store. like, you know how a Target and there's like a track like to take you around the store, yeah, yeah. and you're supposed to, and there's like the little red line. Those are still there. Weird. And it's it's so weird. I gotta see this. It's a trip. I wanted to take some pictures, but people again, people were looking at me. Who's <laughs> this guy? Well, like you know, I was. One of the few. Because we we went over by that. We never actually ate at the Mongolian barbecue, but we went. Is it in the same parking lot? Yeah, it's like this strip I mall. Remember, like old buildings in there. There's a they're bunch. Actually going yeah, there. there's a there's a, well, there's a bunch of like there's a whole strip mall, and some of those are empty. But they, yeah, this malls and says Target. There's the Mongolian barbecue place. There's some other places. The whole thing, the whole place looks pretty dumpy. Well, because did you go for lunch to Mongolian barbecue? It was the dinner because only dinner is all you can eat. But the dinner starts at like three o'clock. I think that's what it was. I think we were gonna go, but then like we weren't. We went there at lunch. Yeah, we lunch is not all you can eat. Okay, that's what it was. And um, yeah, you and your like anti one trip. I, if I'm going, I want to get all the trips I can. Did get. I ever tell you this story? I was out with my grandparents, like in Albuquerque, and. I was a dumb kid because we went to a Wendy's or somewhere, okay. and they had a salad bar, and I guess, I don't know what I was thinking, I was like seven, <laughs> and I'm like, one trip salad bar, I guess I didn't know what one trip meant, because I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, just get, a bunch of croutons. Just get a ton of stuff, and I'll eat all the tons of salad, and then I try to go back, and they're like, Brendan, what are you doing, it's one trip, and I'm like, Oh, that's what one trip means. <laughs> I don't know what, what I thought. I don't know. Means. This is the same kid that got mad that we couldn't ride on the Spruce Goose. Um, <laughs> I just I just thought you could. Yeah. Um, and and I, I started crying and my grandpa made it up because I'm like, I'll, then I just got one plate of salad. Like, we thought you were like, he's not going to want just one oh, plate yeah, of salad. <laughs> so then they ordered me some more food. <laughs> Like I think I got a happy meal. That's that, so like, the Mongolian barbecue. That's the appeal. Part of the appeal for me is I can just get as but much or as little as I want. The also, but then, but then you also, but if you because we used to go to a place that was one trip, and you just master the art of piling up on yeah, your bowl. I'd rather just not have to do that. But it's kind of fun. Like well, those guys in that one, the super wash where they had it stacked up like ten feet. Well, that's like you get that you. you that's a skill that you learn know, over time. It's fine, and you mash it down but and then you build it back more up dollars to go and you pile up those noodles um but it is nice when you get the all you can eat and you don't have to do and that and like, then you don't look like a total slobbo right, <laughs> right those guys like i'm like okay they were holding up the whole line as they were stacking <laughs> just like these, it up the tower like because oh, sometimes because mad wolf i would do the one trip sometimes the one trip was like five bucks yeah and like for five bucks, and then I just you just figure out the way to like balance yep. everything on top, and like yeah, and you get pretty good at it. It's true, but if I can pay two more dollars and do it as much as I want, I will do that. Other than that, like I said, I've just been trying to stay cool. I have not left my house very much. <laughs> like I got, we got back from Vegas on Monday, recorded Radio Brendo Man, and then I have not left. I like I went to go get your mail. I went to. Um, I went to Del Taco the other night. Dude, our Del Taco. Yeah? I waited. It took me like a half hour. Like, I don't know what's going on really? over there for the drive-thru. I haven't been to Del Taco in a while. But long you don't time. do drive-thru. Not very often. Not if I can help it. I hate drive-thrus. Okay. I also discovered, I forgot to tell you this. Okay. You can never go to Baker's. I don't like Baker's. I found out they has the, it's the ultimate fill. No refills. 
yeah, what the heck? Paid refills. Like, not only do you have to ask them. So at first I thought it was like Wendy's or something where you ask them. So like nicely and she's like, that'll be 25 cents. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, paid refills. What kind of place charges for refills? Their food, is that why their food is so cheap? Also, do you know what else they, like, but here's the plus. I went one day and I guess this, I don't know, um, they randomly, they're like, oh, congratulations. Like, I guess I won a thing or something. They just doubled my order. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So I had a whole, I had a whole other meal and then I kept it and ate it for dinner. The only time we get bakers, because our kids, for whatever reason, I think it's like Ukaipa people love bakers. I I like the food. Like, even, I I started eating their burritos and stuff. They're really good. Their tacos are good. So we just get, if you're going to like take it to go. And we just don't buy drinks there. Yeah, because that, that's... Just, but if you're going to go get burgers and stuff and take it to go, that's yes. fine. You know what I did have there and it was amazing? What? But now they're gone. What? They're tropical shakes. Oh, yeah? They had like a, they had like a pina colada one and a pineapple one. Ooh, it's gone? They're gone now. They were really good. Yeah, paid refills, man. That's evil. That's like food court. Because I know that you're basically... That's 25 cents profit. Because once you once the the, mo, the expense in soda is the cup. Yeah, soda is like the cheapest thing because those boxes of syrup. I know how much those cost, and they will last. Those will make like hundreds of glasses of soda before you have to refill those. You're making like insane. That's where most of the pro- so charging a quarter for a refill. That's just yeah. robbery, I especially know when you pay like two dollars. For a soda, that's like one dollar and ninety-five cents profit, if maybe more, because a yeah. cup, like cups, are like two cents, three well, cents. Well, especially when you've got something that's like corporate, where the cups are, you know, they're getting them by the truckload, and it's not yeah. like. Anyway, that's why we only get it to go. But they, and the thing is, though, they do give like their power size drink is huge. Yeah, they do give you, but I want a refill. That. In and out next door to the bakers is almost it's it's coming along. That area when they open that in and out and when they open that bakery right next door to it there, yeah. That's gonna you're not gonna be able to get around. The line for in and out is gonna be crazy. Uh, but I can't wait. Um, so good. We and then that in and out then that tw- then that twenty four hour bakery place. Yeah. That's gonna but that's not open until twenty seventeen, I think they said. But the, right now, the closest in and out is all the way out by like Costco. San Bernardino. Yeah, hospitality. Yeah, so that's this is ways. like, and and then the other way but that's is out probably to like, for the best. I don't know. I think I love In and Out. It's good. Yeah. Do you want to you want to have, have In and Out like where you can Dude, get it anytime? Lettuce wrap burgers. That's called. It's all good. That works. I had. You don't know how many In and Out burgers we have eaten um, on this like diet because if you get them lettuce wrapped, we ate at no that. Fries. We ate at that In and Out in Barstow. That in and out is that's got to be the craziest in and out. No, because it's, it's like yeah, everybody goes constant, nonstop. Yeah, like just nutsos, yeah. and like they gotta be making so much money. It's constant. I mean, Barstow is a crazy town because it's just it's it's at the right time. Well, like Barstow is so hopping, and but it's just so it's, there's nothing else. It's just like a place to stop it's on the way. Stop. It's a pit but stop it, town, and and it's like. Um, our friend Chris Harris was made a joke once about like he's like he's like Barstow and like San Bernardino because like if you read the history of the town it's a bunch of quitters it's people that got to a certain point on the like Pacific Trail or the Oregon <laughs> Trail it's like nope we're done just gonna like, stop it's like they, Blaine Missouri they're, and they're like so close like I mean like San Bernardino even more so than Barstow they're like 
less than a day they would have made it to the ocean, <laughs> but they were just like, no. And like Barstow, the, the Pacific. they're like Barstow. It's like they're so hot. They were so hot, and they're yeah, just like, let's do it. and then they're like, let's just live in this forever. <laughs> and they're like, they're a bunch of quitters that just don't buy it. It's like they're just like, nope. But Barstow has is where Del Taco started. Yeah, we went to. John loves going to that the first original Del, Del Taco. Taco. Yeah. They still make the, to the tacos point where, the tomato To the point where it. Veronica refused. Oh, did you see the new Del Taco? No, here? Well, they have a new item. It's called the Del Taco. Really? Does it have the tomato I slice? I think it does. Because that's like one of the original things they sold. Yeah. You know, my dad used to work in Barstow. He was a teacher out there. Your dad's worked everywhere. Yeah. All over. He's out there for three or four years. Yeah. That's how we found out about Rainbow Basin. Did he live in Barstow? No, he commuted from Big Bear. Ugh. Yeah. It was like 40 minutes or something each way. But then it's just so hot in Barstow. Yeah. That's like, talk about extremes. Going from Big Bear to like Barstow. Because it would, because Barstow, I feel like average temperature in Barstow, even on like a good day, is like 90 degrees. Well, but then when in winter it gets like super cold. Because it's all high desert. Then he worked Yeah, the in, high desert, I guess it does get really yeah. cold, but it gets so hot. It's too hot. Well, then he worked in Lucerne most of the time, and that's, you know, down there, they would get snow in the winter, but then it was, like, desert hot in the summer, so. Ugh. I don't know how anybody lives in the desert. Just every time I drive through Vegas, drive to Vegas, you just see, like, those, like, random places where, like, there's people living, like, what do you, I want to just be like, I want to go around, but like, what do you, what's your deal? <laughs> Like, there, well, there's definitely people that just love living in the desert. I think the desert is beautiful, and I love visiting. I just I could, never, could never ever live, there. live. Well, plus they're just nothing. There's nothing. But that's part of what people I like. Know, they like but being out and alone. That's nuts. But I, that's yeah, I wouldn't. That's I like wouldn't enjoy it. Nutsos. But there are there are people that enjoy that, and yeah. I get that. And a lot of them are kind of nuts. I like camping in the desert when it's not like, you know. When it's not too, too bad. Bad. But it gets so hot. And then it gets, and that's another one where it's like, you have to be prepared for both. Cause like you go to like Enza Borrego or somewhere where it's like during the day it's like super hot, but then at night it's like freezing. Yeah. Like Joshua Tree. Yeah. It's like, I remember you have to bring like super warm, like you have to bring both extremes cause you're living yeah. in both. But there's a lot so of cool things that come with that, you know. Yeah. It's not for everyone. Well, because it was so hot, I spent a lot of time reading. Yeah, would you Turn read Turn on my air conditioning and I just read those books. Um, well, I finally finished S. And? Which it's, so the book, as like, the book itself is amazing, but then like, I'm like, alright, I know like there's way more to this, and like by the time I got done, I'm like, I think every chapter has a cipher in it, and they, like, so the two fictional characters that are writing the notes, so, there, so basically, if you haven't heard of S, we talk about it quite a bit, but it's um, this author, Doug Dorse, teamed up with J.J. Abrams, and they kind of created this, it's like an art piece, basically. Yeah. It's you, you, This is like, you have to read the actual book. So it's like an old library book, and you have the actual book, and then there's like notes in the margins where it's two people, like, it's one guy's book, and then this girl finds it at a college, and then they start writing back and forth to each other. And then there's this whole, like, who is the actual author? There's a whole mystery behind the author. And then there's, and then there's like a whole in the, in the, in the two, the Eric and Jen, there's people trying to find out who the author is. And there's this big giant thing going on with that. And then in the actual story, it's like the story itself is like really 
cool. And so I finished it. And my method, everybody has different methods. There's like whole different methods. So the the way I finished the book is I read a chapter of the actual book and then I'd read the notes. Right. And then and then I'd go through each chapter that way. But now that I'm going back through it, I'm gonna. I was trying to read the notes because once you figure out the colors, because there's different color pens, and that way you can figure out the chronology of the notes. Okay. And then you can read the notes in chronological order. Interesting. And then that's kind of as they're kind of figuring things out. But even then, there is like stuff missing from like the story that's going on. And there's actually, and then you, and then I don't know. So, so I started like looking online, and there's a subreddit, of course. Then there's like just typing, clicking around at things. I found the Tumblr, and it was set up for the book, and it's Jen, the character, and she has a Tumblr. And there was stuff on there. And one of the things, there was the loss, there's a, there was the alternate final chapter to, um, Ship of Theseus, like Straka's version. And so you can read that. That's awesome. And because it's translated, so like the translator. So then like this was the original version. And then, and then there's a, there's a freaking audio, like podcast. There's five episodes of that. There's, and again, like I did find out, so in the book, Jen and Eric find the answers to like most of the ciphers, but then even they say like, oh, I don't know if there's one for this. But then one of the authors in interviews like, no, there's a, there's ciphers in every chapter and there's stuff. And there, I just read an interview just, just within the next last couple months, the author said, like Doug Dorr said, there's still stuff people haven't, there's still stuff people haven't been found yet. That's so cool. There are puzzles. There's, again, there's cipher, like real ciphers, like really tricky stuff. That's and, awesome. cause there's like a freaking code wheel and, and then there's another websites and I found these other websites and it's like deep, really, really deep. Um, and well, that's my next, when I finish Harry Potter, that's the next thing I want to dive into. It's really great. Cause and I, just, I, I, cause I started reading it when I first got it. And I kind of got bogged down. I think I was I was reading everything all at once. Yeah. And I think I need to do the chapter method and going through the notes because it just it got. To, I mean, not that I didn't enjoy it, but it was just. Well, over- now reading, there are people that do that, and that just seems like crazy yeah. to me because it's hard to follow. Like the like, but the the book itself just got really good, and I couldn't stop reading it. And I just wanted to know what was going to happen. Yeah. And then also the story, the meta story, also got really cool. But again, there are certain things where to figure out what actually was going on and, um, cause they don't, again, it's like JJ, it's a lot of ambiguous stuff. Right. And some people hate that and other people, I think it's great. And so you can, there, again, there's, there's these puzzles that you can get more information about the whole meta plot and the reg, like, and all this stuff if you go online. Like I found a website where this guy, like they talk about like the, like, when Straka was supposed like the whole Straka's whole like the author the fake like the guy that you don't know who it actually is um his whole career like I guess some like he was supposed to accept an award and then like he had a monkey come up to accept the award like they talk about that like there's like letters but then there's a website where this guy like actual like a supposed picture of the monkey and then like all this other stuff from that event, and then it's like, then there's this whole like mysterious like disappearing people over in the 1900s. The Santorini man, if you type that in, you start finding stuff. That's cool. It's crazy. That's cool. Um, and then um, 
so I talked about a book a while ago called Head Full of Ghosts by its author Paul Tremblay, who was a teacher. I think he still might be a teacher. Um, but it was the Head Full of Ghosts was like a demon possession thing. Yeah, this, I remember time of that. His next book, it just came out. I read it the day it came out, and I read it the entire day. I didn't stop reading it until it was done. Okay. It was one of those ones like, I have to find out what happened. It's called Disappearance of Devil's Rock. Um, if you ever watched Picnic at Hanging Rock... Sounds really familiar. It's like an Australian movie where like those school kids, um, they go for a picnic and then they just disappear. Yeah, I feel like I watched it in school. Yeah. Is that, a, is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's not, it's the most, cause in nothing, like, it doesn't like show like anything. It's all in your head. Okay. And then like you never really find out what happens. So I don't know if he was inspired by that or it seemed like, cause this is like some kids, there's like, it's called Split Rock, and 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 then these kids like they hang out there over the summer, and then one of them one night disappears. Okay. And then so then this book is told from the mom's perspective most of the time, but then it'll go where um, he she finds like his diary. So there's actual diary pages, huh. and then there's a part where the police get involved, and then it's like um, transcripts from interrogations. So it's like multi layers there and it's, it's not like super scary. Like I was never a point, it wasn't as scary cause like there was a period when I was reading Head Full of Ghosts where I'm like, I don't know if I can finish this book cause it's really scary <laughs> and it was giving, it was like really freaking me out. Right. But like this was just like suspenseful and more of a thriller okay. and then there's the mystery aspect of it, like what happened to this kid and there are some parts that are legitimately kind of freaky. Huh. Um, and then the rest of it is just like, it's kind of a procedural, not really procedural, but like, again, trying to find out this kid that there's like investigations and stuff. Okay. And it's really good. I finished it in a day. It was awesome. awesome. It was really good. I think you would like it. Um, and then I finished a Clash of Kings, which is the second Game of Thrones book. Um, it's weird because I, when they're ebooks, I don't realize like how long or how short these books are, <laughs> but like, then I'll see somebody has them and like, I keep forgetting that like, the Game of Thrones books, like each one is like 800, 900, <laughs> and I'm already on the third one, and I'm like, this is my like, second read through of them. So, finished Clash of Kings, um, it's freaking so good, and it's also made me respect the show more because the books, each chapter, is a different character uh-huh. and then it's told from their perspective and then it switches around. So you might have multiple, like the time, like in, in order for them to have figured out the actual narrative timeline, that must have taken a lot of work Yeah, because like the actual narrative story is like all broken up by all these like different. So, and there is a narrative story. It's just, there's so many storylines. And then, like, what to... Because there are things they haven't even... There are certain storylines they haven't even touched on the show that I'm guessing either they're waiting or they're just going to throw out that whole storyline just because there's too much to... You know, it's only a eight, nine, ten episodes a season. Right. And so it's kind of cool to see how that's kind of... And then there's things that, because of the structure on the show, there's things that they that happened... Or flashbacks or things that happened in the first, like, there's something that was in the first book that we just now saw on the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's, like, wow. That's cool. Um, So there's all kinds of stuff like that. And it's really good. And also the books are just really good. 
they're really great and um I don't know, I really like it. So um, I'm also so now I'm currently reading um Jensen um and Jensen Carp and Matthew Robinson, they do the uh get up on this podcast and I just talked about Jensen's book. Right. So when I was looking up Jensen on Goodreads, it said that he had him and Matt together had written a book about toys from the 1980s. Really? That's cool. And I'll have to show it to you when we're done. Otherwise, I'd go and get it right now because it's so cool. Um, so they, I guess they, I wish I had gone to this art show. They did an art show at Gallery 1988 where they just like, it was like a gallery presentation of all these old toys. Huh. And That's it's cool. all their favorite toys from the 80s. And so each chapter is about a different toy and... Um, and then the book itself, it looks like a trapper keeper. It even has like the little like thing. And then it's also got like fake scratch and sniff snickers on it. Cool. So there's like, so far the chapters of like, it's like Mass of the Universe, Voltron, like Mad Balls, Garbage Pail Kids, Care Bears, <laughs> like She-Ra. And it's all awesome. told from there because they're really funny and like, and so it's really great, super, and then I found out there's a whole genre of books now where it's like basically just nostalgia books. Cause I found like, cause Amazon like brought up, you might like this. And it's like toys from the nineties or nineties kids and like eighties this. And I was like, I could buy all of these. And cause <laughs> yep. this one, it's really, but I just don't think that a lot of them is just like, remember this, this is great. But like Jensen and Matt's stories are really yeah. entertaining. Um, Cause like Matt, Matt wrote a whole, his whole, Matt wrote the Shira chapter and his like half of it is like just being embarrassed that he, but the Shira dolls, some of them were pretty cool. And my, like that, my watched it with my brother cause it had that hidden thing that yeah. was in it. So, you know, whatever. And then like talked about like, and then like Jensen had a really funny story about, about like, um, Cabbage Patch dolls. And his first attempt at getting a doll, he wanted a Punky Brewster doll, but then his dad, like, made fun of him so much <laughs> that he returned it. But then he was able to get... Do you remember, like, the last generation of Cabbage Patch Kids that were, like, animal hybrids? There was, like, a, I don't know. I don't remember these, but apparently there was a cat one, so it kind of looked like a little cat. Okay. And he got away with that because it kind of looked like an animal. <laughs> and, like, so that's how he had a cat. I had a straight-up Cabbage Patch kid. Like, I was a dork. I mean, whatever. My I didn't mom, have that. But. I remember, because we were, here's how we got, because you remember they was, like, crazy. Yeah. Like, it was insane. So we were in Hawaii, and I was five years old, and my mom, we were at a toy store in Hawaii, and they had them. Because huh. it was, like, and they're, like, oh, yeah, like, we heard these are crazy, but because, like, Mostly people that honeymoon or whatever go to Hawaii. Like, we just have them in stock. Huh. Um, and I remember I got the, I got a Cabbage Patch Kid and I got, um, the Matchbox. Were they Matchbox? No, those were Voltrons. I think I got a Matchbox Voltron. Remember the first set of Voltrons that were Matchbox? Yeah. They were like full metal. Yeah. Like freaking awesome ones. Not the LJN plastic ones, which those were still pretty cool, but the full metal one. So I remember I had the Voltron. My, my parents, here's what I think was going on. I'm trying to think like, why did they get us so many toys? I think my parents were like trying to have a nice romantic Hawaii. <laughs> Cause my dad was there for work and we came to visit. I think there's like your kids with play with your toys or, I don't know. Let me tell you, that is a definite method that parents use to get some time. Yeah. Hey, you guys want these new cool books? Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you just, like, play with your toys, nice. So, yeah. but, so, cause I remember, I got, 
so I got the Cabbage Patch doll. I got the Voltron because it was a metal Voltron, and I got an Optimus Prime. Nice. <laughs> and That's quite a haul. Oh, dude, yeah, and an Optimus Prime, and I got a GI Joe Color Forms. Oh, dude. So, but here's the thing: I'll never. I I remember this forever, and I still get annoyed. But it was my fault. So, um, I was obsessed with the hotel safe. <laughs> okay. And like in the hotel room. Right. And so I was playing with it and I put my G.I. Joe color forms in the safe and I forgot about it and <laughs> you never left got it back. the G.I. Joe color forms oh. in the safe. I remember being on the airplane saying, Dad, we have to go back get my color <laughs> gotta forms. get my color forms. And he's like, I'll get you another one. But we, I remember we got back. And we could not find the G.I. Joe one anywhere, so I got a <laughs> I got a Wuzzles <laughs> color forms. Let me tell you, I love that Wuzzles Good. color forms set. Color forms were awesome. I still have my Return of the Jedi color form set. That's how cool. like those those were great. Because you could like I remember yeah, just make, like, like a little scene. play set. Yeah. But just like for poor like reusable kids. stickers. <laughs> no, those were great. I loved them. Yeah, because I remember my Wuzzles one was pretty great. You never but got the G.I. Joe one again. Well, I'm sure it probably popped up later, but I remember looking at two different toy stores, <laughs> not having the G.I. Joe, because that's how big of a fuss that I made. <laughs> and I got the Wuzzles one. That's what parents will go through. And I already, again, like, they got me a freaking Optimus Prime, which was the biggest one, because he had that trailer. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I remember the... <laughs> Did you ever get any of, like, the knockoff Transformers? Like, not even GoBots. Oh, yeah. There'd just be, like, all kinds of weird... Same thing happened with Voltron. There'd be, like... Yeah, well, Voltron, there was, like, tons of different iterations of various Well, yeah. well cause once LJN happened, then they had, like, the car one. Yeah. And this one. Because I had... Because I remember someone made fun of me because I, I told them... Because they didn't believe me. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, like... Because it's, like, Voltron with the car guys. Like, no, they're lions. I'm like... Well, they're lo- but they're also cars, and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, I have a car one, and it was a they, yeah. the toys. They had a car one, they had the Volt Lion one, they had like two more. There was like yeah. a bunch of them. You've seen, I still have mine. Yeah. Well, of course, I still have mine. But but I mean, the lions were the best, of course. But it wasn't just lions. Well, but then, like, because I had one that was not, it wasn't. There had was cars, different ones. Vehicles had helicopters. Yeah, yeah there was the different vehicles, planes, and stuff. Then there was all cars. Yeah. Then there was, so then I remember, I remember clearly there was one where it was, there was one where it was the fully formed Voltron and you couldn't take it apart. Right. And then there was the individual pieces where you put them, them, and there was ones that came with all of them in one box, and that was the big daddy. Then there was the LJN ones where I think you had to buy them separately in order to, and that, I guess that's, that was the smart way to do it. Instead of just getting one thing, you get them to buy ten, you get to buy five, and I remember, Fighting everybody always fought over Black Lion because that was the big one. Yeah, like, um, yeah. Now, this was during the time when my parents had a toy store, so that during that period of time, I got tons of that stuff That's because cool. they would go down, they'd get them, you know, wholesale. Yeah, and so then they'd give us like, I mean, so I got a bunch of Transformers and GoBots, a lot of the knockoff ones because I did have a the weird Voltron ones. I, I remember having a weird knockoff Optimus Prime that was like orange. And like really hard to put to like transform, yeah, transform. and he didn't have like the big because the real Optimus Prime had the trailer, and that turned into like the little base. Right. Um. This had like a little crappy like trailer that just was part of his legs. <laughs> it was like really dumb. Well, the uh, the new ones now like. 
There's a lot of Transformers toys because we've gotten Luke a few things that don't transform anymore. It's just like the robot. It's just like a robot. Some of them do. I'm not saying none of them do, but we've gotten quite a few. Where and Luke has asked like, when one day will I get one that transforms? <laughs> I'm like, I thought we were getting those. I didn't know. So I feel like toys were better when we were kids in a lot of ways. Well, reading this book, man, it made me like, oh man, I had there were so many awesome, like, like just thinking about garbage pill kids and like. I had so many garbage pill kids. I was obsessed. And like looking at them, I'm like, how did, how do we get away with this? Like, cause they're like, they're really like gross. Yeah. But I guess like, after Jensen said something really funny about it. Like, cause you know, that was like whole, that was like, we were like, that's our kind of our generation. Like, we were the kids that like, our, our hippie parents were pushing like, cause it was like family values and like, there was like the that was like when the parental advisory sticker was that thing, and meanwhile our former rebellion was having these foul like the most disgusting things uh-huh. portrayed in trading our forms and insisting our parents bias these. <laughs> yeah, and because it's, it's fun. But our parent, my parents thought it was funny. I I watched the Garbage Pail Kids movie with my parents. Dude, that movie. The movie is like a mess, but it's great. <laughs> There's. I I remember when I watched it later because I found it at the library because it's before it came out on DVD again it was like pretty hard to come by yeah. you because remember we had it you would find it on VHS some places yeah and and like well, I, I had it on VHS yeah because of course I did and like they're the part where they're like all the cleaning song yeah. <laughs> like, all oh, it's, it's such a weird movie it's so nuts. And, and every, the, the Garfield kids, like, you could tell, like, at some point they were supposed to look, like, all, like, like, cute and cute, but they are terrifying. Yeah. They are terrifying. Cause they're like, they're like, they're like little people, all, like, the makeup is just nuts. And then where they basically implied that, like, all the other garbage pill kids are dead. Yeah. Like, yeah, that they was were the only of, ones that lived. That it was, was a very crazy. dark story. It's pretty insane. Um, yeah, so reading that, and then I'm on uh, Storm of Swords, which is book three. On uh, the Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, and I'm already pretty deep into that. Nice. So yeah. All right. What do you got? Well, let's see. I I didn't delete all of Story Thieves because I did finish that a while ago. I finished Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. When last we talked, I was like halfway through it, but it's great, fantastic. Talking about Ryan North last week. I will be listening to Mark Bolton's show, Comic Nerds Unite, to pick catch up on that because I want to hear what he says about it. And I love it. It's so good. His writing is just fantastic. And it's just, it's a really, really fun story. Uh, with the kids, I actually, we've been reading the Ramona books with them. There you go. And, um, they love them so much. Like, they're, like, obsessed with it. Um, on Audrey be- could probably, like, read those She on her could. Own. But they like to, like, you know, she reads books on her own, but then they like having one that I read yeah. at night, you know. So that's the one we're reading through together. And they are so obsessed with it, like, on vacation. Um, when we first like met up with Janelle's mom and Bill. Well, now you definitely have to take him up to Oregon, cause. See Clickitat Street? To see the street and all yeah. the other names. Um, we had just read the first two chapters, and if you remember, the chapters are like 40 pages. Yeah. Like it's, there's only six chapters in the whole book. So we'd read the first two, and so when we first met up with them, Audrey's like, oh, do you guys, have you guys read Ramona? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, oh, can I, you want me to tell you about it? And they're like, okay. And she proceeded to tell them, Every detail of like those first 60 pages, like every single thing. It was like a half an hour retelling and they kept like changing the subject and trying to like go away. And she's like, so then Ramona says this and blah, blah, blah. And like they're obsessed with Ramona now. So we finished Beezus and Ramona and now we're reading Ramona the Pest. So anyway, it's just been fun 
I remember being obsessed with it because when we were young, they had like the Disney Channel show. Yeah. And there was also, I feel like there was like some animated version or something of like the books. It might have just been one of those. Do you ever have those? Because we had those like where it was just like a film strip and you would just slide. It would be like, it would do like, and maybe that's because I feel like I saw someone because I remember watching something where it was like when they put the hole in Ramona's house. Yeah. And I think it was like it might have been a film strip version. Been. There was a lot of things like, like that, the, but like that was like a weird like thing that they had in school was film strips, where it'd be like a narrator yeah. and a thing, and then they hit the, the and they move uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. Totally, I know there was anymore. a TV show. Yeah, there might have been other things, and of course they made that fairly recent yeah. movie like a few years ago. But then, with um, but the, <laughs> the other thing that's crazy is like how far they've come because. Even like in like the eighties, like in fifth, sixth grade, even like junior high, straight up like thirty five millimeter projectors. Oh, yeah. yeah, we watch film strips. I mean, like films, film, film. Yeah, it's crazy. And Slide like shows, always like watching like like I remember projector issues and like yeah. dealing with the projector. Yeah, like that's pretty crazy that that was like that was in our lifetime. Like, watching movies on, like... When I was first hired at Pine Summit, when I did my first job as a sound tech, like, we didn't have a computer projector. I literally ran a slideshow. People, like, groups would come up and they'd give me their block of slides and I had to load them in the projector. Yeah, Mike had, like... Mike, when we did slideshows, like, before the, like, video slideshows, he had, like... Because he would do, like, the fall slideshow, like, everything. And, like, he had, like... He had the crazy, like, multi, so you could, like, do the crossfades. Uh-huh. So he had, like, two projectors and, yeah. like, all the it carousels and, like, all that well, stuff. I remember the one at the camp, the carousel was kind of jacked up, so it would get stuck, and it would skip, and they would, oh, and I'd have to, like, reload it, and, like, one of them, or, like, a, the slide would get caught in it, and I, I kept asking him to buy a new one, and eventually, of course, they got a computer, but for a long time, like, that was my first job, I was operating a slide machine. Like, that's how... That's yeah. how far we've come. Anyway. Um, and then so I actually... I've read quite a bit more of Harry Potter and, Go- Harry Potter and the Goblet awesome, of Fire. awesome, right? Now that I'm past now all the that sports, this, this, this story, Mad-Eye Moody is really, really cool. Like, I love his character and, like, and his stuff. he's great, and he's played by Brendan Gleeson in the movies. Which is very cool. My name... Not my namesake. Not my namesake, but fellow Your name fellow, buddy. Fellow Brendan... Um, one so of the one of the greater Brendans, <laughs> a greater Brendan. Um, but it's yeah, it's good. I I'll, I don't know. I'm probably three fourths of the way through it or something like the that. The freaking so. Wizards Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, it's great. And the other, All the schools. other schools coming to like compete and um, so it's good. It's um, very again. It starts out with sports and now it's like a competition <laughs> thing. Yeah, but they're not like. But it's sports. different. It's not sporting. But it does feel a little. They have to like. Like going up against dragons kind and stuff. Of. I'm just saying, it's probably not my favorite of the books thus far. That's nuts, those. But I'm enjoying it. It's much better now, and I'll finish that. I mostly was... I'm really excited for you to get, like, watch... I want I want you to read all the books and then watch the movies again. Oh, I definitely plan to, for sure. And Order of the Phoenix is so good. Especially the movie is so good. But the book's really good, too. And, like, again, like, the stakes just keep getting higher and higher, and... This book, oh, you don't even know what you was about to. I'll get there. Don't worry. About to happen. Don't worry. I love that you just have like you have you're you're like pure. That's crazy in this day and age. Somebody that hasn't even watched it because everybody I know has either read the books or watched the movies or both. Like you're the only person I know that just has no idea no, what's in store. Nothing. 
Oh, it's great. Got nothing. Can't wait. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for me. For books. It's a book corner. You got some new movies. Uh, well, yeah, briefly, uh, we saw a couple movies on vacation. We saw Alice Through the Looking Glass. We talked about I, you talked about on Mandarin Orange Show. You're the only people I know that like this movie. <laughs> I don't understand why people didn't like it. I liked it better than the first one. I thought it was really fun. I, I, I thought it was great. It took a little bit to get going. Like, I would say, like, the... It was kind of an awkward, like, catching you back up and whatever. But once the story got going, I thought it was really good. So, I don't know. I don't understand so what people So, does it follow, like, like, the book through the looking glass? I mean, not really. But the first movie didn't really follow the first book either, so... Cause the se- but the second book's where, like, all the really crazy stuff... I mean, there's to- elements of it. There's elements from it, obviously. But it's not... It's kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Much like the other one was. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a cool... I don't know. It looked great. It's definitely not doing well, because I don't think they... No. Really, well, here's the thing, and anybody could have told him this, the main reason why the first one made all that money is because it was one of the first 3D movies after right Avatar. Of Avatar. And that's pretty much yeah. what was part of... Because there was a huge curiosity factor. Yeah. What it's doing... Because I remember the only reason why... Because I remember I went with you and Janelle and baby Audrey and mm-hmm. Jeff and Ebony, and the only reason why Jeff and Ebony went was because of the 3D. Right. No, I and I think... I think this one is performing along the lines of like Cinderella and those things where but they were it's expecting doing fine, but it's not way more close to that. Yeah, so but maybe they knew that. Maybe they but knew it was gonna whatever. They they got plenty of money because this because Finding Dory had like the biggest animated movie opening was like 130. Yeah, something like that. And then it's gonna win this weekend. They're saying it's, it's gonna kick like 77 again. Independence Day is not. Not doing well, well, the word of mouth on it is horrible. Is it? Like, even among people that are, like, really excited, they're saying, like, it's, like, huh. they, like, it seems like it's a very huge cash in, and, like, the story, but, like, the fact that the story, like, nothing about the story makes, like, any sense. Huh. It's very nonsensical, very, like, I don't know, just the things I'm here. I mean, I'm probably still gonna watch it, like, at some point, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it, I just, Again, like people that I know that like I'm like okay they're gonna like this and then even even those huh. people are like Ugh. well Finding Dory is a worthy but Finding Dory like, Victor though everybody it's said that's great fantastic I really enjoyed Alice in Looking Glass but Finding I'm not Dory a, is I just... wasn't I, I admitted this on the last radio but I'm I've I'm not I I, I like I, I I don't think I've ever watched Finding Nemo like all the way through that is a tragedy well I try like I just couldn't get into it no you were wrong. You, you did like to, it. You just have to have the right mindset. I just couldn't get into it. It's that's that's my one of my top. I'm not big on like water stuff. Oh my gosh, the ocean! I love the ocean. I like the ocean, and I like I like like documentaries, but I don't know like water. I'm telling you, you got to give it another chance because it is great. But this one is interesting. I mean, it definitely obviously is a sequel character wise, but it's a very different like. Tone, I would say. Well, everyone is saying one. like Ellen DeGeneres was amazing. Oh, it's hilarious! Like her voice work, like everybody. All, all the voice actors are fantastic. It's and then apparently there's some hilarious. baby. Well, so baby like, Dory is like the that's cutest. What everybody. They sh- if they give an Oscar for like cutest thing, it would definitely be Baby Dory. Like just that's what everybody cute is saying. factor, like off the chain. It, everyone's really funny and it. it's definitely to me whereas the first one was a, very much a journey and it was it was funny and cool and beautiful and also emotional this one has that but it's also more of a, just an outright comedy like it is hilarious 
we were dying, like just crying laughter. So the kids loved it. Kids loved it. We loved it. It was a hit all around. Um, the theater was. We went to a, the, the theater we saw in was this teeny tiny one up in Mendocino. There's like two yeah. screens, and the, it was packed. I bet every person from like the whole county was there. You know, it was great. Uh, really, really liked it. So, ten thumbs up. There you go. Ten thumbs. I'm glad you don't have ten thumbs. Five people watched it and all liked it. Well, I've been watching a lot of TV, WWE Network. been watching um, a lot of, like, old stuff. They keep putting up more old, like, they put up Nitro, WCW Monday Nitro from 2000. And um, it's, like, the worst. (laughs) It's, like, the best worst thing because it's so bad. It's good. Like, I watched a Monday, like, one of the last Monday Nitros they put up there. This was when WCW was about to die. They ended up getting bought by WWE and they were just, like, dying where I swear to you, there was like maybe two actual, like in a, in a two hour television show, there was maybe two actual wrestling matches <laughs> and it was just nonsense. Like there were two different storylines where children were involved or like, oh, it kidnapped your kid or like, oh, we're forcing your kid to watch you like suffer. I'm like why all this stuff with kids? <laughs> and like, there's like a lot of weird, just so much weird, <laughs> like garbage stuff just like like i no wonder like because like if you're like if you're like what i don't know i don't know what what they were thinking it's just such a mess um but it's fun to watch because it's like watch it's just garbage like hot garbage um and 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 it's really funny because it's like it's such a time capsule also like of that time right and it's just so weird um and then old like and then i was watching old monday night raws um which are really silly too for different reasons and uh, and then uh, New Japan, we had um, the finals. So I, I, you weren't around to hear about this. You know how I said like my the guy that I picked was doing terrible yeah. for Best of Super Juniors. He came back, really won it all. Nice, but I still didn't what do very well though? in the pool. I, I finished thirtieth. So what even is though that? I picked, I didn't get in the prize. You had to be in the top three to get what the, was prize. the prize. It was like they actually this one they had some really good prizes from Japan like some Japanese wrestling huh. stuff like they even had like second place you got a program from the best of the That's super cool. juniors but I did so bad on some like because you it's a round robin tournament so each match you predict and you get points for okay and because so many of my predictions didn't go well I still even though I picked the winner didn't still didn't do, do so very well okay. but it was still fun to see him because the dude's twenty three years old his name's Will Osprey he's the first British wrestler ever to win the best of super juniors in its 22 year 23 year history wow and um and then again he's 23 years old he's amazing um and then they had their big pay-per-view show dominion um which is fun to watch a lot of good matches and they had their first ever ladder match in japan wow and to you see saw a ladder and, yeah match. but to watch the japanese audience who had never seen it, they were going crazy <laughs> like they were freaking out and that was kind of fun to watch and it was really good um it's just weird new japan's kind of in this weird state right now where they're still hurting very much from losing their top four guys the wwe right and i don't know if they're making the right choices and like they need to get some like more big main event stars mm. and i don't think they have that um, so that's my little wrestling corner. If you want to hear more about wrestling, yeah. listen to MBWS at MBWS Pod. Me and Veronica talking about it. Um, 
and also Lucha Underground. Um, you weren't here, but I get to, like, um, last week, um, Jesse and I were very highly featured. Because nice. I think they got some good reaction shots while we were watching the band. Uh-huh. And they went to that shot, like, at least two or three huh. times. Because other people were coming. Stephen Day even was like, I finally saw you. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. if you couldn't see us on that episode. Because I'm in, like, every episode. And I can always point back because I right. remember where I was sitting. And But if you, you would have to be, like, blind. Because <laughs> they do full-on close-ups. That's awesome. Um, this past, this current, this week's episode... Um, we're, we're a couple weeks away from Ultima Lucha Dose, which is like their WrestleMania. And that's a three hour thing. Um, the first hour, so they filmed it over two days. Um, the first hour, so that's where I'm hoping they kept the shot and I teased it. I don't think I talked about this, but Mark Ariano and I went, listener Mark Ariano, and we were seated behind the announcers and there's one match in Ultima Lucha Dose where the wrestler, one of the wrestlers pushes another wrestler through a door, and we are like right there. So I hope they kept that shot oh, in. Because nice. otherwise, we're too far away from the ring, you won't be able to see us. But if they kept that shot, and we're going to be you right there. So we'll see. This past week, um, it was cool. You could see me. I was sitting next to, um, Vin, his name's Vin Digi. Well, that's his nickname. Okay. Because he is Vin Diesel's stand-in. Oh, nice. And that's why he's Vin Digital. Right, um, right. Digital Vin. And he also plays some of the, um, well, the masked thugs and some of the vignette videos in Lucha Underground. Huh. Um, so I, they, um, I sat next to him for this past episode and, and he was really cool, um, talking to him about some of that stuff. Cause they do put him in the front specifically for wrestlers to land on. Cause he's big enough. Cause that's hap- I've seen that happen huh. a few, cause that's why when I talk to him, I'm like, I'm like, cause I didn't want to be like, oh, are you a plant? I'm just like, Man, what was, what was, like, how does that feel when Pentagon, he's like, oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> like, it's cool. And he actually, he does wrestle a little bit. Uh, okay. So, okay. but I'm like, so you really are, I always joked about me being, but he really is a plant. <laughs> and, cause sometimes they'll full on land on him. Although, um, they did have the crazy spot. Oh wait, I talked about this last time where there was a, the, the there was a bunch of Marines in front of us and they were being all tough. They're like, and I, and I had told them, and the camera guy told because they're like, you've been here before, what's the deal? And I'm like, if the camera guy tells you to get out of the way, get out of the way, because they know where the wrestlers are going. And they're like, oh, okay. And then the camera guy comes over, and he's like, you're gonna wanna get out of the way, please get out of the way. And they're like, oh, we're good, we'll be fine. This dude, this marine lady, just, Pentagon Jr., like, full on, like, just cross body, took her out. Oh, man. But she got right back up. Of which course. is crazy, cause like, <laughs> Again, like this guy, because he's like a couple hundred pounds, yeah. full on landed in her face. Pretty nuts. Pretty fun. It's fun times. <laughs> um, and then like my WWE shows, watch those every week. Of course. The weekly shows. And um, and then I've been watching, getting, doing some more now 2-0 watching. Now that I got my, oh, did you see my MacBook? I'll show it to you. I got my decals okay. on it. Oh, nice. So now I got that set up with a Chromecast. And it's like, I don't have to come over here and put it on. <laughs> And then go sit down. That's now cool. that I have a working laptop, it's very Your nice. Business. I never have to leave my seat. <laughs> um, it's all it's a great for because I because I, I, I was watching New Japan because the phone app now works, but now I can do it from oh, the yeah, laptop. Yeah, stare at your phone. And well, I can do the phone app oh, to control, the, okay. to, but I can use it as a controller. But it's nicer having the because um, it's easier to to when I do the 
jogging or whatever. Right, right, right. Because, like, if I have to come back and then I'm like, ah, oh, and then, like, with the tiny screen, I'm like, oh, no, too far. Oh, <laughs> but on the computer, it's easier with the mouse. And then I went back and I think, is Bob's Burgers done for the, it feels like they I think it is. It's a short season. I don't know. What was and the last I think it episode? is. I think but so. But there's only been like 18 episodes this season. Yeah. But I think that's it. Cause, but I went back and rewatched all of this season. It's fantastic. Um, before they, cause it's, at some point I'm sure it's gonna leave Hulu. And before, there's that window when it right. leaves Hulu and then it's not on Netflix yet. Right. So, cause we got, there's our, we all, cause you didn't even, you didn't even, I, one of us missed some episodes because of that. Yeah, for a while. But I think they just put on like the last season, which I watched all of that yeah. too. So I've already watched all that. But then I went and watched. So when I was done with that, then I'm like, oh, there's still this season, and I can go back because I've only watched those once. Right. Those are the only set that I've only, watched, only once. watched once. So then I watched all of those again. This season was so good, oh. especially that last stretch when they were doing the double episodes. Yeah. Like the like restaurant can restaurant can. stand by gene is still yep. like the two-butted goat <laughs> um when yeah the restaurant camp episode where tina goes to horse camp and paul rudd yeah. is what's her horse's horse, name uh oh my gosh it's her so imaginary good. horse, her fake horse. <laughs> she's out there like pretending to do it oh my gosh oh and then just like it's so funny it shows amazing it. so good so what about you? What are you watching on the? You got the hotel. Well, I called you. Hotel TV. I, remember I called you, and I could hear the hotel TV yep. in the background. The only time I ever watched live television, but we we only stayed, in, and most of this trip was camping. But we stayed in a hotel for I think a total of three or four nights, um, you know, off and on. So during the hotel stay, watched some judge shows, had some people's court, and uh, some Judge Judy, of course. Those are classic standbys. Watched some Pawn Stars. I think late one night I couldn't find anything else. I was watching uh, American Pickers. That one's okay. We I'm watched this. One. Veronica got me into this show. I'm usually not big on the home improvement shows. Yeah. But she got me into this one because we were at a hotel. Right. So I was watching hotel, hotel TV. TV. And she got me into this one where it's this guy in Vegas. And he buys like short sales. And then him and his wife like remodel them. Okay. But like... These houses are like nightmare houses. Huh. So that's the, it's like, oh, what are they going to do? do with that? And, and they, they bought one where at first it looked like he's like, oh, this is perfect. And then he goes in the bedrooms and it turns out it was like one of those like, like illegal, like knockoff cosmetic surgery places. Oh my God. And there's full on like, there's like, there's like, IVs with like fluid in them and like blood everywhere and they so they had to they had to they blew like tons of money because you had to get a full they had to get a hazmat crew in there oh my god because it's like there was like blood like in the like on the ground and stuff it was disgusting but just stuff like so I was kind of nuts so I was kind of into that and then he he's always yelling at his wife for spending because like the, the the challenge is he sets a budget for his wife to like use to like redo the house and are they, is she going to stay in it? Probably not. Right. But then, like, and then he's kind of a character. Huh. And it was pretty was entertaining. Because it had that element of, like, price things. Right. And I then just the craziness of the house. But it wasn't, like, because a lot of those home improvement houses, it's all the same. Like, oh, that's how we're going to fix this up and, yeah. like, do all things. But this one has a little bit of excitement. Right, I could see that. It was kind of cool. Because um, I wasn't going to force John and Veronica to watch, like, Pawn Stars forever. But didn't they love it? 
Well, we, I talked about it because we were we were actually. I mean, I was like, we should go to Gold and Silver Pond, but then I remember that like one. I'm like, I remember seeing pictures. You have to wait outside, right. yeah. and it was like 114. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to stand outside that star. And also, Chumley, Chumley's not cool anymore. Yeah, I know. Because like, because people are like, well, he just did drugs. I'm like, no. The reason why they were searching his house before they found the drugs was because he was arrested on an assault charge. Yeah. So I'm like, not cool. Yeah, it's bad. Like, why people be hitting ladies? So, okay, the one other thing that I, I mentioned earlier that I forgot to put on here. Okay. So, they had a local TV channel. You, you know, always find... Oh, I love local stuff You, like, like manage to find... So, this one, and they had, like, just some local programming was great. But then late at night, they had, like, like matinee, like, B-movies and yeah. stuff. And they had a, a marathon of Jaws, like, Jaws sequels. So, did you watch, watch one? Three? Well, Revenge? I missed two. I missed two, so I watched Jaws three: The Revenge is, and well, no, no, wait, Jaws three is just Jaws three. And Jaws, Jaws four three, is the Revenge. and then I watched The Revenge. So I watched okay. three and four. Three is awesome because it it's people. All in, it's all at SeaWorld. World. It was at SeaWorld in Florida before they opened it, and so they had the run of the park. But then it's also got like weird like, that underwater weird underwater. Thing. Which how I like why is it? I mean, I don't know if that's even feasible to make like a tube. I don't know, but how that, cool would that? It be? It would be so cool, but also after watching Jaws three, completely terrifying. Except like, that it's so when he's, cheesy, Dude, though. that scene where he smashes through and then it's just like his tail like yeah. flopping Ugh. back and forth. But like, could you imagine being in that thing and like it fills up with water? Like, that like, was freak scary. Out. But the part when like at the and end when Dennis Quaid is in oh. the like, control room. Oh my just, God. Like, flopping around and then he like uses a, a thing to pull pulls the, pin. the pin out. Oh, so it's the bad. Suit. And then the, th- the obvious 3D and like it just flies yeah, out of the yeah, screen. Yeah. Oh, and then... Um, it's, uh, what's her name? The, uh, Leah Thompson is like yeah. one of the people that randomly gets attacked out in the thing. It's so, like, it's just, it was great. Like, super cheese. And then the revenge is like. It's like insane. Just like it's, no it's cuckoo. nonsense. It's, it's cuckoo bananas. And that's where, like, I forgot what Michael, Michael Caine, like, I think that was like how he paid his alimony or oh, something. I'm sure. I think that was he said, a, like, he's like, that was an alimony movie. Yeah. Cause it's like, how is Michael Caine in this? Oh, it's they, so and they can bad. only bring back the mom. And then the thing that people constantly bring up is, so there's the, the big finale part where she's like, she has flashbacks to Roy Scheider fighting the shark and just, but like, she, she wasn't there. <laughs> right. So like, what? Right. Um, and then like, that's the one that's famous because Jaws roars. Yeah, yeah. The shark roar. Oh. And then he, like, psychically follows her yeah. to the Caribbean or he something. Follows him, cause he knows. And then the, and the sons are different, cause it was, cause yeah. Dennis Quaid was... One of the sons. In the, in the third, third one, one yeah. but then totally different people. Yeah. They could only get the mom. Was there a son in the second one? Yeah. Well, the I second one... I don't know if I've ever seen Jaws 2. <laughs> Jaws 2 is almost exactly the same thing as Jaws 1. Okay. So Jaws 2 is Roy Scheider, and... Um, the one son, you, you sure you never seen this one? Maybe. Okay. I so don't know. the They're one son, I think together. it's like the, the youngest son or maybe the middle son gets a, no, the oldest son goes on a boat trip with his friends and then the little ones sneak on and come along. They want to follow them. So they're in their little boat okay. and then they're both out there in their boats and then Jaws comes and, and then that's the one where like Jaws somehow manages to bring down a helicopter. And there's a helicopter crash. Okay. And like the guy comes to try to save him. And then, so they're out there stranded on their boats. People are getting eaten. And it's like the kids are on a boat. And then Roy Scheider comes. And then that's the one where he takes the electrified pole and shoves okay. it in his mouth. 
See, I've it's almost exactly the end is exactly the same as Jaws one. I've probably seen it on TV, much like I watch these. You know, it's like, but it's like, but Steven Spielberg wasn't involved in right right. because they just take the killer shark, which all the storytelling and nuance of the first one is just totally gone in the sequels. Like, because you again, like in the first one, you don't see the shark till like almost the very end of the movie. Whereas in Jaws two, three, and four, you see him right away. Like just Jaws, Jaws, Jaws. The Sea World one—that's the third one. Yeah. Oh, is like they have like the world's first. They have the baby shark in captivity. Yeah. But then, like, supposedly it's this huge deal, but then it's just, like, in this random tank. Yeah. People are kind of wandering around, and then it dies, like, spins in circles and dies, and they never explain why. And that's why the shark comes to, like, get its baby back or something. Well, so they had it in one tank, and then they try and put it in, like, a lesser tank so people can see it. But then it's the tank's not big enough, and so the, the trainers are running to be like, no, no. Yeah, and then it dies. And then, like, it dies because it's not enough water. And that's when Jaws, and, like... And then Jaws is like, Jaws. you killed my baby. So and it gets in through the, the like, pipe. And, the and then it just starts murdering everybody. The I I watched that pretty young, and I would not go on bumper boats for a while. Because <laughs> there's a bumper boat oh, scene. okay. So the boyfriend with the bumper boat scene, yeah. Leah Thompson, is her boyfriend. And, he has and like, he's, like, he's, like, the whiniest actor. Yeah. The whole scene is, like... I don't know. She, she's like, come on the bumper boat. She's like, what's that? And she's like, they're really fun. You'll like it. And he's like, I've never heard of these. I don't want to. <laughs> it's like the weirdest like. That's supposed choice. to be the youngest son. Because he's like, he, he, gets, he freaks out when he gets in the water, right? Yeah. Like he like freaks out. Yeah. All right. Because he's scared. He's traumatized of the water. Because but then of, in the fourth one, he gets eaten. Yeah. But it's a totally different actor. And yeah. he's like in the military or yeah. Coast Guard or something. Yeah. And he goes out to like see like a random log that's out there at night, and then he gets eaten. They're nonsense. They were great though. It was good like late <laughs> night like local TV because it was one of those you know. I like, love that old, you like, watched all of Jaws three and four with commercials. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Do you like not sleep? I, I like to stay up late on summer vacation. Because that that's like four hours of TV time. Oh yeah, and this was like after because Janelle fell fell asleep watching Pawn Stars with me, and then when that was over, I'm like, ooh, what how else many is episodes on? of Pawn Stars did you watch? Probably like five or six, you know. <laughs> There's nothing like any good TV. like video game stuff. No, they were all ones I've seen like fifty times before. Gun guy, museum guy. Yeah, I got the. the there was a Cabbage Patch one actually. Yeah, they bring that in. She's like, oh, what five thousand dollars? And the guy comes, oh, it's like a hundred bucks. Oh, I'll probably just keep them for my memories. I've seen them before, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Well, the, my big thing that I watched was Orange and New Black came out last weekend, and since I was gone, I didn't normally I watch everything in like a day, but I did that over the course of a few days this week. I just watched the last few episodes today. Let me tell you, this season it was so good, but it was like devastating. Yeah, <laughs> it was very emotionally intense. These they're they're doing a lot of good stuff. It's a it's a it's a very powerful amazing tv hmm. and i also think it's bringing a lot of awareness to like prison and like the privatization of prisons and what that has done to our prison system huh. and it's kind of bringing a lot of that to light and also some of the like human rights issues with like solitary confinement and they address all of those things huh. really well but also just really emotional like, they don't pull any punches. There's also a really funny, and, like, Lori Petty's in it again this season, and she's great. And a lot of the actors that they bring are really good. 
Um, still crazy. Like one of my, the favorite, Kate Mulgu, um, the the bionic woman herself. Huh. And she's she plays a Russian lady. She's she's been in it since the beginning, but she's one of the best. And also Captain Janeway. She was Captain Janeway. Right, right. But she's amazing. And um, and then Bob Blurs on Netflix. I finished the sixth season of Skins. Now I'm on the seventh season, which is where they brought back people from all right, the series. And they kind of did it like Arrested Development, where they only had these people. So they made two episodes with these guys. And then they had these guys, so they made two episodes around these guys. And... They're pretty intense. Huh. The adult ones are like really intense, but they're really good. And then I started watching Parks and Recreation again. Nice. It is so weird to watch. Have you watched First gone season? back and watched yeah. these? Because it's so weird. Because so it's different. like they have not figured out what the show is. Yeah. They haven't figured out what they have with Nick Offerman and this like Retta. I think that's her, her yeah. name. She like. Starts off like she doesn't even talk right. for like the first. Jerry's like a totally different character. Like Jerry's just like this cheerful like nature guide type guy, uh-huh. and like they haven't figured like April's pretty much April, right. but like right the only people like right away like Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt like immediately he's like Andy. he's the best. Like there's they come home like from a long day and Andy's just sitting there playing rock bands and uh-huh. and then there's that other guy that they ended up ditching yeah, after he, that the season. City planner yeah, guy. Yep. like and he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's yeah. really funny, but like it's just so weird. Yeah. And like but like they just haven't figured out like Nick Afferman, he's like he he's totally straight. Right. Like completely like he's not Ron Swanson. No. He's just like he, I mean, he, he does like talk about how he hates the government, but like nowhere near the level of like Ron Swanson is. No. Like none of that Swanson swagger is I there. I think Leslie Nope is pretty. Yeah, Leslie but it's pretty like, but she's pretty like just not quite. If it very much feels like a office spinoff at first, yeah, and then it very much becomes its own thing quickly after that. But like, like even season two, it starts to like go off. Yeah, on its oh own yeah. Thing. But that first season was a little... It's weird. It's it weird. is weird. It's weird going back and watching it because like, I love that show yeah. so much. And going back is weird. Um, and then I watched... Um, I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Um, I recommend everybody should watch it. It's so good. Um, even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's a great story. So it's called The Re- Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's a documentary. Every, most people know who Jake the Snake Roberts is. He's probably one of the most famous... Heard the wrestlers. name personally. He brought a snake to the ring um, in the 80s. He was in, also featured, if you've ever, is this, this is a great bookend to, if you've ever seen Beyond the Mat, um, they basically follow him around and he like does crack on huh. camera. Like, in this? Yeah. No, in, oh, in Beyond the Mat. The Mat. Okay. And so you're like, oh man, he's like, and he's like the inspiration for like the wrestler, the movie, the wrestler. Right. And it's like, oh, he's done like so this starts off where he basically is about to die and he's just on a bad path and diamond dallas page a former wrestler who has a he's he's created this yoga for like it's like a for yoga he originally was called yoga for regular guys and it's basically like he's kind of adapted yoga where it's more like for it's not like it's not like super, you don't have to be like super flexible. Right. But it's like a lot of yoga stuff for like wrestlers and athletes and for dudes, basically. And, and so he's kind of created this program where he's doing it. He bought this house 
and he's called it the accountability crib and he brings people that are either trying to lose weight or trying to like just improve their lives and and they live there and they do this and he trains them and he takes Jake the Snake and puts him up sets him up in his house and he's training with him and it's this and ups and downs of that and the end end is Jake the Snake getting sober and and getting accepted into the WWE Hall of Fame and it also follows another wrestler Scott Hall and Diamond Dallas Page like saved these dudes' lives, huh. and it's very powerful, and um, it's pretty amazing. That's cool. And he and 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 he's still doing stuff like that, working with these wrestlers that, like again, like it's a rough life and dealing with all kinds of substance issues, and they're all out of shape and having mm-hmm. a lot of different trouble. And he's trying to get their lives back on track. And thankfully, with Jake the Snake, he's succeeded and. Jake is still doing well. I know he's been going around with this movie, huh. him and Scott Hall, and he actually, the other crazy thing is that after this movie, he then got diagnosed with cancer, wow. but he's managed to beat that so far, hmm. but, and he stayed sober through it, which is a big deal for him, and it's just really good, and it's on Netflix, and recommend it to anybody. Very powerful. Well, speaking of powerful movies that everyone <laughs> should watch that are on Netflix, let me tell you about a movie that you need to see. Do I? Christian Mingle is now on Netflix. Well, how you tell me how a star-studded cast is the star-studded cast. You got uh, Lacey so, Chabert. For those that don't know, ChristianMingle.com is a real website, and it's a movie about. The website. It's a, basically it's a, basically a movie that's a commercial. <laughs> they show commercials for the, the site in the show, in the movie. It's just a big old commercial for it. We were actually trying to go see this in the theater because we found a trailer for it, but then it never came out around here. Yeah, I think it was in like one theater yeah. ever. Yeah, when I first saw the trailer for the movie, I'm like, oh, this is a funny joke. We watched it like a bunch of times. Right, and then I'm like, no, this is like for a real movie that actually was made. It's got Lacey Lacey Chabert. Chabert. It's got Steven Tobolowsky. It's got Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson directed and wrote it and is in it. Corbin Burnson wrote and directed? And is in it. What? Yes. It's nuts. It, I, I t- turned to So Janelle. you were telling me there's, you were saying, you, there was some stuff you wanted to say. Well, for yeah, so after about 10 minutes of watching it, I turned to Janelle and I said, I want to always be in a state of watching this movie because it's beautiful. Like, all the things you think for, it's just, it, all the, if you can imagine what cheesy scenarios would be in it, they're all in it. The, like, the direction of it, like the editing or whatever, it's the weirdest pacing of any movie. Like, they'll show an establishing shot of an outside of a building, and it just lingers on there. And it's just on there, and it's on there. And then it cuts to, like, her walking inside the building, and then it goes back to the, like, establishing (laughs) shot again, and it's just on there. And then it, like, clicks, and she's on, like, her computer in the house again. Like, it's the weirdest editing. Like, there's no flow. The jokes, like, they're, you know, it's supposedly, like, a romantic comedy like they're just that there's no comedic timing whatsoever. There's a part where she goes on a date with her uh her first like mingle guy, her Christian mingle guy, and she takes him to sushi. And first of all, like I mentioned yeah, earlier, they've got the like like that kind of thing. Not that exactly, but might as well be like it's super like at a sushi restaurant where it's all like white people serving them. It's not like it's a they're not in Asia even, you know. And so first of all, the things that, like, they suppose that a Christian guy from Christian Mingle come from, like, he's like, oh, sushi. Like, I've never, Mama and Papa have never taken me to have oh sushi. Oh, my god! And I'm like, 
Is he like, is he like Amish or something? Like, but no, he has like a job in an office, but he calls his mom and dad, mama and papa, and he's like all shocked about getting sushi, and she's like, here, try, it's like, it's like she's bringing someone who's lived in the jungle out to like the real world or something. Like, it is so <laughs> weird. And so he like tries, so the joke is he takes a bite of like tuna, and he chews it, and he chews it like Monty Python long. Like he's, hmm, 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 and it just keeps going and going. And she's like, oh, oh, and it cuts to her looking, and then he just keeps chewing, and finally, oh, I didn't really like that. And that's like a whole scene. Like it's so crazy, it's so nuts. And then of course they like talk like they're, you know, just got done at the Calvary Chapel service. Like, oh, when did you first come to believe in the Lord? Like that's the dialogue, you know. He takes her to a Bible study. And she like she prays over coffee and oh oh my gosh no it's amazing it's everything you would hope it would be it's terrible and it's awesome and you've got to watch it Christian Mingle actually made a movie called Christian Mingle it's great oh and Stephen Tobolowski is the boss and he does like you know in uh, in How I Met Your Mother how um with the guy from uh, uh, from Twin Peaks what's his name. The main detective from Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I can't think of his name. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. And he's the captain in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Stephen T- Tobolowski is the admiral who's the boss, and he wears, like, boat clothes, and he always, like, all right, meet at 1,100 hours, and he does, like, nautical terms and stuff. It's, like, exactly like the admiral, except he's, er, like, the captain, except he's the admiral, and wow. he's the boss of their, of their advertising firm for whatever reason. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And Jay Peter, oh, and Jay Peterman, the guy who plays Jay Peterman, he is like a potential client who's like found a way to solve baldness, but she doesn't have the faith that he can solve her bald, that, that he can solve baldness. And that's like a whole parallel story of like, oh, do you have the faith to believe that I can, oh, and he does like Jay gosh. Peterman, but he's like, do you don't believe, do you, do you believe that this pill could do it? Do you have the faith that this pill could solve baldness? So it's so bad. It's, Awesome! It's awesome. It's right up there with Praise Band the movie for like worst Christian movies. Just, who are these movies for? I don't. For me, apparently, because <laughs> I love it so much. It's so bad. It's doesn't so it bother bad. you though that like they're making like Christians look really stupid? Yeah, but people do that anyway. So at least I can appreciate it from a this is so bad. Like it's bad. It's it's a subgenre of like the bad B movies. I love those little B sci-fi movies where you know they're trying to make something that people are going to want and it's that it's that, that that earnestness earnest appeal to artistic, you know, endeavors that like I just I can't stop looking at cuz it's so <laughs> bad. And again, like just the basic filmmaking things. And then the whole time you're like they spent so much money oh, yeah. on this. Cuz all like, these actors, oh and the extras in it are just like epic, like just some of the Worst, like, oh, and there's a part, like, when she comes in, okay, just another, like, basic film that she walks into her office, and it kind of shows, and I don't know, I, I can't remember the exact term, but you know the rule, like, you have to stay on one side of the camera, and if you make a left-hand turn, you have to show them going to the left, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in order to keep track of where they're going. The way they set up her office, it's almost like an old Star Trek episode where it's just like one hallway they keep redressing. <laughs> and so she walks in and then she turns to the left and she turns to the left and, and all the these same. people. But it's the longest scene. Remember, oh, good morning, good morning. And she's all sad because she can't get a boyfriend. And she just keeps going in circles down the hallway. And I'm telling you, it's like three minutes of her just walking <laughs> in a circular hallway, the same hall and people like waving her and she's depressed. It's horrible. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so wonderful. 
You gotta watch it. So it sounds like Corbin Burnson's not gonna be getting. I don't know. I don't know. Like directing maybe, gigs. Maybe it appeals to certain people. There was like one genuine laugh that Janelle and I both chuckled at. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I know. When she goes to the Bible study and they ask her what her favorite Bible verse was, and she had like memorized one ahead of time, but it was like something about like only having sexual partners with one. You know, something like some terrible Bible verse. Yeah. That, you know that people like we used to make jokes with at church or I mean at like Bible school. You know, like we wanted to have them on the bricks. Anyway, it's great. It's so bad. It's wonderful. You got to watch it. Um, it's on my it's on my list. It's got to be. Well, because I definitely want to watch the Mass Saint, Saint also, featuring Roddy Piper. I think this is this is going to be right up there with that. Um, and I got to get you to watch Praise Band the movie someday. We don't even know where that is. I don't know. I found it a late late night in hotel TV. Well, we don't have anything else except we got to do. You know what time it is? It's time. Oh, you're going to do the Marmite because I was doing the Marmite. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm back. You're back. I think you're better at it than I am. Well, okay, so... Because I had a problem last time where I would start talking about it before we finished, and Mark's like, oh, that was it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not oh, yeah, done. you got to read the comic. But, like, I have to read the whole comic first before I start commenting on it, and that was my problem. So just a quick recap of the ones I missed, because I did look. Marmaduke kissed Phil. Marmaduke kissed Phil, and it's like his dad, Marmaduke... Father and son. It's like the spirit of his dad and the dog kissing him, but... Also, Phil looks like he wants to murder him while he's doing it. And then he attempts to murder Marmaduke. And then the, the next, next one, one, right. He tricks him that he's going to go get a hot dog. Then he makes him, and Marmaduke goes out, opens the door, and gets in the car himself. And he's sitting in a and hot he car. And he says he'll sit in that hot car all afternoon. Basically, he's going to murder Phil his dog. would be one of those persons where people smashing his window in. Yeah, because he left his, dog, left his dog in the car. So that's the ones I missed there. Here we go. I have not checked this one out. <clears throat> So the kids are running, looks like they're in their pajamas, and they've got the comics, the newspaper with the comics. Daddy! Yeah! The kids are running in. Daddy, read us the funnies! Oh, they're waking him up like he's waking up on Sunday morning, and the kids are running in. That girl looks like she's old enough to read. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she could read the, the funnies <laughs> there. And he says, sure! And then the girl says, they climb in bed with him, and he's getting his glasses on. Marmaduke likes the funnies, too! And then they call out, hey, Marmaduke! And Marmaduke's, oh. Kalump, kalump. Oh no! And he jumps into bed and smashes on top of him, rips the comic open, and he, and the dad, Phil, says, You do it every time! And then fills in the, it cuts to a bookstore, but they're also selling cigars and nuts. It's like a newsstand. A little newsstand, and fills in like a trench coat. And why he says, Why is Phil wearing a trench coat? Just give me another paper. Never mind why. Why would the guy ask him why? Why he's buying a newspaper. And then Marmaduke's like looking forlornly in the window at him. Firm, firm. But why did he have, like, what? I'm befuddled. That's not a joke. So Marmaduke jumped in the bed. Marmaduke destroyed the paper. paper, And then he has to buy another paper. Marmaduke's a big dog. Marmaduke's a big dog. That's just a basic Marmaduke's a big dog one. But also, why is he like in a trench coat? Yeah. Is he like in disguise? Don't. And he's like, don't, don't ask me why I'm buying a newspaper. Why I'm buying a Sunday paper, my whole $1 paper. The guy's like, why would I, you're buying a newspaper, why would I grill you Just, about that? Everybody buys a newspaper. Yeah, I'm, this is a newsstand, sir. Man. That feels like a neurotic mess. He is. You do it every time! Well, he's living with the spirit of his dead father inside a giant dog. Yeah. 
So I mean, maybe that would put you on edge. And it does. It looks like it looks like Marmaduke's haunting him out through through the window here. He's like, he's like hey, Phil. is he really with them? He's just like, oh. what if we find out that Marmaduke's not real? He's just like a figment of his imagination. So, so what really happened here, if that's the case, is the kids asked him to get in bed or to get in bed and read, and then he just shredded the paper <laughs> and he's like, no! and then he has to go get his trench coat on and go down and buy another what if, piece of paper. What if like the very last one like ever is just like Phil and the kids, and like Phil's like on his deathbed, and they're like, they're like, they're like, are we gonna tell him? <laughs> and he's like, tell him what? He's like. Who's Marmaduke? Who's Marmaduke? There is... We don't have a dog. It's the dog. We've never had a dog. We just played along and like Dottie's, and Dottie's like, no, kids, we can't. Don't play. say it. No, don't tell him. That's it. That's Marmaduke. Because he's like, where's Marmaduke, guys? He so. definitely is some kind of a spiritual entity. There's no way that he's just well, like... Well, especially the things that he's capable of doing. Yeah. Kalump, kalump. I mean, he can drive a car. He can drive a car. He can open and close doors. Can he can gather trash cans. He can talk. He can understand the human speech and communicate with them. Yeah. He can communicate with humans, he animals. Read. He speaks turkey. Yeah. Yeah. He can kiss Phil on the top of the head. Yeah, he understands human emotion. He's Quite a dog. Definitely a person inside there. Definitely. There's, some, there's something going on. We're going to find out. But that's Marmaduke for tonight. Just want him to do. What if they do like some kind of like exorcism on Marmaduke, and then he turns into like just a big dumb stupid. Just then a he dog. is just a stupid dog. That's and what like, we always Wait. expected. And then they're all mad, so they do an exorcism. So then he's just dumb Marmaduke, and then like, wait, he can't drive cars anymore. He drives <laughs> right. other stuff. We want the old Marmaduke. So then they put the spirit back into him. That's probably what a reverse happened. exorcism. And that would be Marmaduke laps it, laps it up. Is this one? The next book is Marmaduke. <laughs> Repossessed, yeah. Because <laughs> Phil's like, "All right, fine," and he fine. calls down the spirit of his dad <laughs> back into the back into the, the fine the dad, fine. Because oh, the kids man. are all sad. They're like Marmaduke's dumb now. <laughs> we can't play with him. We can't just give him instructions. We can't just tell him what to do, and he does it. We can't like he doesn't walk around like a person anymore. He can't rescue animals <laughs> from the slaughter. Yeah, like, he doesn't collect trash cans and organize them in a garage. He doesn't respond to the name to his name. He just acts like a normal dog. What if that's that's what the last shot will be? Is like the family photos up on the wall, and they'll show him with his parents, and it'll be Mister and Mrs. Marmaduke. <laughs> and what if like somehow his dad like looks like a human version? Of <laughs> yeah, Marmaduke. It's an old guy with big jowls. Yeah. Love you, son. <laughs> Why do you keep trying to kill me? Because <laughs> they had a love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, Phil, you're a big pain in the butt, He but still I love comforts you. him, but then Phil wants to kill him in the, in the you're car. You're not my dad. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life. It's me, oh, son. That's the other, because I was talking about you, all the people who died while you were gone. Yeah. Um, the big dude from Varsity Blues and Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I did see that, yeah. yeah he died. The knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. What was his name in the show? So like some last name. Yeah, I don't remember. Burnout. That's so yeah. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was good. Oh, sad. Gosh, recently he's so good. Best show. <laughs> Watch recently. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's Marmaduke. That's it. That's the show. We're gonna have time to talk about video games. You've got a lot. I bought a bunch of games on that sale, the big like eShop I sale. I forgot to do the sale. Oh, dude, 
I have gold coins now. Gold coin? Yeah. What games did you buy? Well, okay, so for Father's Day, basically, I said, just let me, you know, I got myself Starflyer, and then I said, Janelle's like, oh, I don't know, what do you want? And I said, just let me buy a bunch of stuff on the eShop. So I got I got several games for the kids to play, because we had, like, big, long road trips. So I figured if they had a bunch of games loaded on there, you know, they could play. So I got them, like, some Zelda games and stuff. I got, for me, I got um, Typo Man on the Wii U, which I'm very excited about. Typo Man? Oh, dude, it's great. It's a guy, like... It's a it's a kind of a platformer, but everything's made out of words and like like you know it says rock, but if you like break it, it goes in and it says sand or whatever. Like it's it's really cool. It's really like yeah, you you like buy all the like weird games that like nobody. Oh, else I love it. Buys. No, it's really really cool. I think it might not even just be on okay. Nintendo. I don't know, but anyway, I do get a lot of weird ones. I love the ones by that like. There's like this guy that just puts out these like super bargain ones yeah. that are really cheesy, but. I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm kind of captivated, so I get some of those. Um, I bought a couple just, like, virtual console Zelda games to have on our Wii U, so that, like, like ones from Game Boy Advance. I got, um, uh, Minish Cap, and, and I actually, and I got, um, Link, Link to the Past, just to have on the, you know, Wii U, so you can play it easy. Um, what else did I get? I don't know, I got a bunch. I can't remember them all. Cause I haven't gotten to play most of my bottom, and then I, you know, came and downloaded them today. So anyway, I bought a couple games. I guess we're talking about video games. Well, you don't have to. Oh, I bought. Um, they had a they had like a bundle on Humble Bundle for E3, and it was like a lot of stuff. And then like one of the things I saw in there was if you bought the bundle, then you could also get a discount on Day of the Tentacle Remastered. Oh, that's cool. In the Humble Store, so it was like ten bucks. Nice and. Let me tell you, playing that game again, like, I, it's really, not, once you know how to do everything, it's pretty short. Yeah. But it's still really entertaining, and finding all the little, like, hidden in-jokes and stuff, there's, like, Star Wars references, there's right. other LucasArts games, jokes, and then just the animation is amazing. Like, it's still crazy that this, they, yes, they redid a lot, they, like, re- made it all HD and right. nice, but it's still, like, even when you turn that, you can turn that off. And play the regular. It's still amazing. That's from like nineteen ninety, like four. Yeah, like it's so good. I love it, and it was great playing through it again. And I did at one point. I forgot what to do, and I spent a long time, and then I had to like look it up because <laughs> I got stuck. But you can do that now. I remember trying to find hints before, and it was like really hard, like proto game facts, yeah, and stuff. But I remember, like, beating it and feeling, like, super accomplished when I actually figured it out. And it's just those old puzzle games They're are great. really fun. Um, it's Maniac Mansion 2 is a lot more linear than the first one because the first one, like, which also is in, in Maniac Mansion 2, if you go into Weird Edge Room, Weird Ed's Room and go out on his computer, you can play Maniac Original Mansion one. 1. So it's oh, got nice. both of them. Nice. And there's actually an achievement that you get, you have to, you can only get by playing... Maniac cool. Mansion 1. But Maniac Mansion 1, there's like, depending on what characters you use, there's like totally different endings. Right. And there's like different ways to beat the game. Um, this, there's pretty much only one way to beat the game, but it's still really good. But the, like, especially since it has, it was like one of the first ones that had like voice acting and mm. actual animation, and it's really amazing. And I really like it. And, I hope it does well and like they make some new Maniac Mansion game. That'd be cool. Amazing. It's really cool. It's fun playing all those games. Ooh, I got a new Bruno Man All Stars uh, 
application for my 3DS. Yeah? What is it called? It's one of the like music creators. Did you get ones. the one from the guy? It's not that one. It was a different one that was on sale for like 10 bucks. What is it called? I don't know. It's it's cool. I haven't messed around with it too much, but... Um, does it mess up your brain that now there's that one DS game that you play yes, on Yes, it does. It's 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 horribly wrong. <laughs> so stupid. Um, here it goes. Rhythmic Ultimate. Mm. But it does like a lot of bit chips or uh, chiptune stuff. Oh, and I got Box Boy. Oh, and then I got... And look at all this stuff you got. Oh, dude, I got a lot of good ones. That's all from the other. Jeez. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up here. Yeah, probably so. And um, don't forget to go to our website, RadioBrendo.com. Use the Amazon banner, the DreamHost link, Amazon Prime free trial. Don't forget Comic-Con Palm Springs coming up August 26th to 28th. We'll see you at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. You're going to be on vacation for a bit. You'll be back, though, for our Comic-Con preview. Definitely. In time for that. Yep. We're going to have the next two weeks. We'll have some special guests. Are you going to put together the Comic-Con app again? Yes. Okay. Just for you. Well, I don't know how I would get around otherwise. Use the actual Comic-Con app. No. I like your app better. (laughs) It's curated for me. All right. I intentionally now do find things that I think I know. Like, and then I keep it on my phone, and then I know where to go. Go to brendoman.com, and it's right there. Yeah. It's very convenient. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. And uh, anything else? Uh, thanks for listening. What are we going to call this episode? Um. I think the first one should be back, a brief return or something. Yeah, it's good. But this one. The Exorcism of Marmaduke. Alright. Something like that. Yeah. Alright, that's good. Marmaduke Repossessed. There you go. Marmaduke Repossessed. I like that. Alright. Well, it's late and it's hot. <laughs> and I'm um, ready to turn on the air conditioning for a while before I go to bed. Sounds good. Cool off. Yeah. It's hot. And then I'll wake up, because, like, I wake up late, and it's already, and it gets, like, really hot, so I'll wake up and just be like, <laughs> Gross. <clears throat> so I actually have gotten to the point where I'll wake up, turn on air conditioning, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> Good plan. Because I don't leave it on all night, because I don't have central air. Right. So if it's just on all the time, one, it's loud, and then also it's just, like, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And, like, I have to be a little bit conscious. And also, like, I'm just trying to be a little bit good yeah, citizen good. of Earth. Not just, like, I don't need to... Like, by, once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. <laughs> you won't worry about it. And 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 it's fine. Like, at night, it cools off a little bit. Yeah. But still gets a... I still... My freaking heater is still giving off, like, radiant yeah, heat. I don't know what to do with that. And I, I think that, yeah, there has to be, like, you have to turn it off completely... But then I'm like, if I do that, then I'd have to, when it's time to, come turn it and like, again. that's always scary. Yeah. And also there's spiders down there, and I don't want to mess with Lizards. it. Lizards. Who knows <laughs> what else is going on in there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm scared of my heater, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you live in constant fear of an appliance in your house. Well, like, the I one understand. time, like, like when I was messing around, it almost blew my face yeah. off. <laughs> I understand. I don't like lighting the barbecue, so you're, yeah. Your barbecue thing is really nuts. It's out. We ran out We've of We've watched way too many movies. Yeah, <laughs> this, I have, and that's, that's all I can think of. That's not a real thing. It's going to explode and the, the bottle jet into my face and break my nose. That is not a nose. real thing. Could, could happen. No. All right. <laughs> I think that's going to do it. So, for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Hello, Benview fans. If you're listening to the show that has the sad, you like the network. So I'm here to say maybe consider checking out Popsicles, a show where a guy mainly doesn't say anything for a while and then get people get mad at him because he hasn't seen the same things they've seen. Benson's just being being hard on himself. <laughs> That's what the show seems like to me. Alright, well, you can listen to Popsicles. <laughs> Got Derek and me, Brendan Creasy, and Benson. He's a big part of the show. Don't let him undersell it. <laughs> you can listen to it on the Benview Network website, benviewnetwork.com, or go to popsiclespodcast.com, or wherever you find podcasts. If you like Radio Brendo Man, or the late but great Picture Start, or Benson's Blue Box, this show's got all three of those on. Listen to me get browbeaten by, by these two <laughs> for 90 minutes every, every few months.